walk out of here or be carried out. But have no illusions. We are in charge. Large machine gun. Kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. He's making 30 to dispatch. Yeah, 30, go ahead. Yeah, that's a wild goose chase over here at Nakatomi Plaza. Everything here is okay. Over. Don't kill me, please! Don't please! Don't kill me, don't kill me, please! Whoa, 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 relax. Relax, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm a cop from New York. New York? Yeah. Got a buddy to the Christmas party by mistake. You really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast. We are doing our Christmas show. Ryan, what movie are we doing today? Today we're doing one of my personal favorites, Ed. This is in my top five, maybe three. It is Die Hard with Bruce Willis yes. and Alan Rickman. Yeah, great movie. Movie came out in 1988 and made a bunch of money. And, uh, you know, I say this is like one of my favorite Christmas movies. Or takes Ed, place during This Christmas. is one of my favorite action movies. And today I still judge all action movies. The question is, how do they compare to Die Hard? You know, that's always the question. How does it compare to Die Hard? If it's close to Die Hard, it's good. If it's not, you know, it's not worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did, did you watch this in the theaters back in the day? No, I didn't watch this in the theaters. Okay. I think this was an HBO running for my first viewing back when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bruce Willis, he was coming off of a show called Moonlighting. Um, I never saw Moonlighting. Yeah. I didn't watch Moonlighting. I, I, I did catch Moonlighting. I was a fan of the show. And uh, the what, what makes... Um, John McClane's character interesting. Why is he? Why is he so appealing? I think he's just the everyday guy, and he's like, uh, you know, he's just that aggressive type. He's always cussing in the movie, and just uh, I don't know. He just appeals to like the everyday guy, everyday Joe. You know, right? Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I was. I, I don't think I saw a movie that with this kind of attitude in movies before. Like I said, I remember like the language sticking out to me at the time. It, it's probably mild by today's standards, but at the time, I thought, oh man, there's some some language going on here yeah so the 80s would be like the rambo character the yeah commando yeah. kind of guy you know could you can you envision like a sylvester stallone or a schwarzenegger doing this role yeah i i probably I, yeah i could have i mean because they were the big action guys back in the day i mean i guess they could have done it but seeing bruce willis's um performance it would have been hard to measure up because 
this was just like a perfectly made movie with the cast that it had. So going uh, hindsight, I don't know if it would have worked, but at the time I could have pictured one of them, I guess, probably, yeah. Yeah, I think they could have done a good job. I think Bruce Willis's persona, his his body type, he looked like kind of like the average guy though. You know, he he got by with his wit and courage yeah. to get through the day. He didn't have to really muscle through anything, but he was good. I thought they man, they cast him great for that for this movie and stuff. Okay. Yeah, you know, and I hadn't seen, like I said, I didn't watch Moonlighting, so I hadn't seen, um, I think this is the first time I ever saw Bruce Willis. I didn't even know who the guy was, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a movie I saw him in before. I'd have to look up his filmography, but... I don't. What was he in before this? Do you even know? I don't even know if he. Was oh, in geez, just a TV show. Yeah, so this I mean, is probably his first big break. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen him. Uh, on the other cast, the Alan Rickman, he became a, a popular actor. Um, in other movies, he was in you know the Robin Hood movie that was popular and the Harry Potter recently, and it goes on and on. But I hadn't seen him before either. None of these guys I had seen before really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is really pretty hit it big on this one. I remember the 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 um, uh, gosh the cop he's talking to. Al Powell or whatever. Right. Uh, he was on. The well, Steve, he had a sitcom. The Steve, the one with Steve Urkel, whatever. Right. That show yeah. Was. yeah. 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 That's the only thing I. That's and he plays guy. a cop in that mo- show too. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same kind of. Anyway, guy. so I had never seen the actors before, but hey, you know how it was casted. Bruce Willis is the hero. The Alan Rickman as the lead bad guy. It worked. They both like were electric in the show. Yeah, and not only that, with with uh, the character right now, we got it's really essentially Bruce Willis versus like a gang of twelve terrorists, and yeah. he kind of takes them down one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it, it, yeah, no, it worked. I mean, you know, it was one guy against an army type of thing, like a, a lot of action movies, but just the set pieces on the movie, everything, it was very convincing how he did it. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think Bruce Willis's. Um, comedy side comes out of it too remember how he takes down the first guy the uh yes yeah, so, so there was a bunch of wise cracks right yeah the first guy he says comments about the size of his shoes or something right, right? <laughs> there was a there was a bunch of like wise cracks in it and the whole yippee kaye throughout the thing the the comedy was there um my brother-in-law actually didn't like the comedy too much but the, the you're kidding. Yeah, I didn't find it cheesy. No, not at all. I didn't think it was t- uh, out of place. And I usually don't like action and comedy mixture, but I, the comedy in here, it was subtle, right? I, right. It, was, it, was, it wasn't like... So Hans Gruber as a, as a bad it, guy, how does he stack up to you? The best villain in... The, <laughs> the best villain in all the Die Hard movies, by far. Right. I, yeah, the best And definitely in, the most memorable, for sure, you know? Yeah, I remember... I mean, I guess I remember the other ones too, except the most recent one because that movie was so bad. But I remember the the first four, and but he was the best one by far, the best villain out of all of them by far. I think the part for me where he seems like a, a guy that you didn't mess with. He was interviewing, um, oh, what's his name? Takagi. Takagi. Yeah. And he says, "I'm going to give you three seconds." <laughs> and he says, "Well, I guess you're just going to have to shoot me." <laughs> Boom. Yeah. No questions asked. But he was just cool, like. Alan Rickman, his acting, and it was really good. And he was the professional type of uh, bad guy, right? He had a right. suit, and he was, like, a super, um, like, educated, right? He was this educated, polished guy and all this type of stuff. And he just came off as, like, a almost a cool bad guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was, like, really cool. I thought this was uh, Alan Rickman's best performance, actually, like, his most memorable performance out of all his movies. Yeah, yeah. he was definitely good in this one. So, yeah, no, definitely he... The, 
I thought he even outdid Bruce Willis. So that character, Hans, as the bad guy, he's the best part about the movie, in my opinion. You're insane. Come on, dude. You're Did insane. he not steal some of the movies? Of, no. Some of Bruce Willis's no. thunder? No. No, not at all. Come on. I would say, you know, Bruce Willis. But he had the funniest, but he had funny parts himself, kind of. Did he not? How about where Bruce Willis says something like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go for double jeopardy? And he, he looks at the, <laughs> the radio like in disgust or something like that. Or he just had the good facial-like facial mannerisms. Did he not? Come on. He did. He did. But, you know, uh, John McClane's action scenes, man, these are memorable. There are so many parts of this movie where, to me, they're just cool. Cool action scenes. Being on the rooftop. And the FBI agents are shooting at him, and he's trying to evacuate all the people. And you see that scene where, you know, he's tying that uh, fire hose around his waist. That's the best part of the movie. Goes yeah. for the jump. That is iconic. Yeah, yeah. And I think all the, uh, you know, when you look this up, it says, t you know, still featuring some of the biggest explosions in cinema. You know, to me, I think uh, that's still true. Like, the action sequences and the explosions and the pyrotechnics in this movie, it still stands up. You know what I mean? by far and especially that scene like you said where he leaps from the top of the building that part was just you know still sure. stands and it still holds up it still looks very effective when you watch it today and the yeah. whole movie still holds up but, yeah you know. they had a lot of cool plot devices in in regards to like building action and tension being that he's fighting these bad guys barefooted barefooted and uh you know and one of the things that hans does is says shoot the glass and he's like what yeah shoot the glass how terrifying was that him going to the bathroom. I mean, he's pulling out that piece of glass, and I, I still cringe. I remember the glass scene. That was memorable, too, just because of, yeah, we just blood all over the place. I remember the glass scene pretty well, too. That was definitely a memorable scene that stands out for me, too. Um, what else? Yeah, no, just the... I'm, there's so many scenes where he throws the bomb down the elevator shaft, right? And it comes up and almost blows him up. Like, that. just the action sequences just go on and on and on. And, you know, there were so many good scenes in the movie. It's hard to even, yeah. you know. This movie really doesn't have any uh, dull breaks in it either. It just kind of keeps moving along. Uh, what did you think of, uh, like, some of the secondary characters like Al? Al was okay. I mean, you know, he just served as the communication guy for the outside. And, you know, he was interesting in his own way, but... Um, you know, really the movie was, was what was going on inside the building, in my opinion. You know, all the action sequences were inside the building. I don't know, you know. I mean, if it made it interesting that he was communicating with someone, but, I mean, if that was X'd out, I don't think the movie would have lost a lot of um, steam or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so this movie when we're, we're we're talking about trying to do this podcast and i told ryan this is gonna be a tough one because believe it or not this is actually a, a a deeper kind of movie because you really think this movie is all about terrorism you know like what are the demands and what kind of money we can get and things like that but it turns out that's not the case and that's what's what makes han's character and his group so cool because this is all basically orchestrated one big orchestration to you know, get the FBI involved, try and make them believe that they died. You know, it was really, really set up nicely. What are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? I'm trying to make believe who died. What are you talking about? Well, that's the reason why they had that. There were two uh, bags of C4. One's, you know, one was to blow up the rooftop. They were to do that to make it seem like they died. Oh, yeah, that's right. That right. is right. Yeah. yeah. Is right. And so every little step, uh, John McClane was just kept, like, getting in the way. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was that was the plan, right? He said something like, "If you steal four hundred dollars, you could get away with it. If you steal one hundred million, they'll forget to find you unless they think you're dead." Yes. You know. So yeah, yeah. No, that it was. Yeah, that was a good plot device too. Yeah. Right? So you had this really suave bad guy, and you got this rough kind of good guy, and then talk about the first time they actually physically meet each other. Okay. Yeah, that was a great scene. You know, because the whole time. To me, there's that buildup. They're just communicating on the CB radio, basically. You know, they have this all this banter back and forth, back and forth. So they've heard each other's voices, you know, and know what it, who each other sounds like. And then that part where, yeah, Hans is checking the explosives on the roof, right? And uh, McLean finds him, and Hans tries to play off like he's another employee, you know, like, oh, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. <laughs> you're, you're one of them. Yeah, you're one of them. That part was a great scene in the the movie. I'll tell you that how Bruce Willis's character just goes around, okay, okay, you know, you want to stay stay alive, you stay with me, type of thing, and plays it off and gives him the gun. That sequence was awesome. So when you saw it for the first time, did you really believe at first that he didn't know who Hans was? No, of course not. (laughs) Did you? Uh, No, I I, I was like, oh my god, he's giving him his gun. No, well, hold on, yeah, hold on. Yeah, maybe I didn't know the gun was... I didn't know the whole gun mechanism. I, I knew he thought it was him, but I think the gun part that he gave the, him the gun did catch me off guard at first. Well, what kind of gave it away in that, that little area, he says... I think he says, why are you here or something like that? He says, oh, I, I was accidentally invited by mistake. And that's where you kind of get the thing that he kind of knew that... Bruce Willis was him, you mean, or something? Or, no. No, because he was trying to disassociate himself that he knew anyone... Oh yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't know that that was Hans, right? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I knew that they both knew, and I think, I think, well, no, I guess Hans th- thought he didn't know. I, I no, I was Hans under- didn't know. He yeah. thought he got him. He thought he because he broke character. Once he got the gun, he gets on the radio. Yeah, and he starts saying, you know, yeah. do this, do that. Yeah, he broke character. You're right. He, yeah, you're right. Then he went back <laughs> to speaking German into the radio or something like that. That was an awesome scene, by the way. Yeah, that was an awesome scene. Um, and then that led into the glass scene, right? So oh, right yes. after that is where the the glass scene was happening, where with all the shooting there. What did you think of? Bruce Willis's, uh, he had like several confrontations throughout the movie with, what's his name, Carl, Hans's number two guy, the long hair. Oh, right, guy. yeah. What did you, you think of like the action sequences with those two? Oh, guys? those were definitely yeah. fun. The fight sequences were good. I like that the, the brother was just, well, he wanted to get revenge. He killed his I mean, he was lit. Yeah. You know, he wanted to go after him from the beginning, and Hans says, no, stick to the plan. I remember you know? that being a cool scene, too, where... Um, uh, Bruce Willis is in the air vent, the sh- air conditioning shaft. Oh, right. Whatever, right? Yeah. And, like, he's poking it with the, the rifle, like, feeling if he's up oh. there. <laughs> that, that was a good scene. Um, and, just, and it seems like they were on constantly, like, yeah, that was a cat and mouse game between those two guys, which worked, because then their hand-to-hand combat scene at the end was a, a good fight scene. Oh, that was a great I fight. I remember that being a memorable scene, like, it, you know growing up for sure like I remember that being a cool scene in the movie for sure yeah I mean even close to the end you know at the very end when you see um, you know that, that great iconic scene where he finally meets Holly and Hans at the safe mm. and he's he's literally limping down the ramp blood on the floor he looks 
horrible. Yeah. You know, and he's, hi, honey. <laughs> you know? that, and he, he just went through hell, basically. Yeah, that was after the glass, after the jumping off of the yeah, edge of the building, <laughs> right? Um, and then, yeah. And, hey, was that a great scene at the end of the movie, like, where he finally has Hans and the other guy, and they think they got him? Oh, sure, right? sure. And I just love that scene, how how he gets the, how he starts laughing at Hans's joke and then they, they all start laughing right right as the whole group and then he, he gets him um, yeah and then hey honestly I thought the movie was over then like because it had, had just been like going crazy and then I was thinking well, how much more intense could this movie get the part where Hans after, after that he falls out the window while he's still holding on to his wife right, right yeah to Bruce Willis's wife and then there's that whole scene can they you know get her watch off and make him fall before he was he was about ready to shoot her or something, right? He was yes. coming. Oh, he was pulling yeah. up his gun. Yeah, yeah, he was pulling up the gun to shoot him at the end. But yeah, that was a great scene too. Um, so yeah, I mean, all the action scenes like this is definitely like I said. I mean, top well, best action movie for me, and then top three overall for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, this movie came out in '88. You know, it, it's it, it comes on TV now and then. You know, we just kind of recently rewatched it. That movie still stands today. You know? It does. Yeah, it does. And there's I, nothing corny about it at all. No, you know? it's not corny. And then all the like, um, uh, you know, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, all these websites, it always has good ratings, right? Everyone likes it. Uh, the critics liked it. Um, I can't think of too many action movies that receive more credit than this one. Right. You know. Yeah. And yeah, it's still, like I said, is it as good as Die Hard? That's the, that's the question <laughs> for an action movie, you know? Um, and any, the, any gripes with this movie? I have none. I, I remember you saying you had a couple. I have. I oh, have, I, not, not, that, not that it took away from the movie, but it, it always annoyed me. I, I know. Okay. I got to get this off my chest. I, I'm going to. After you tell me, I'm going to say if I knew that was the part. What What are you going to say? What was your right? Well, in the very be very very beginning of the movie, when um, John McClane first gets to the tower and he's looking for what, his wife Holly, right? Holly McClane. Uh -huh. And then you know, obviously the name isn't there, and he he goes, oh maybe it's you know the maiden name, so he puts um, Holly Genera, and boom, and then I think it says uh, Holly Genera. And then the guy at the desk says, oh, well, they're on the 30th floor. They're the only ones in the building. Why do you have to go through that whole... They're the only ones in the building. Could have saved them the trouble of punching yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, hey, are you here for the Christmas party? Well, guess what? They're all on the 30-whatever floor. Yeah, that part was silly. Why yeah. did you do that? Right. I, well, it, only, right. it has to be on you sometimes. Right. We're, hey. <laughs> right, right. Gotcha. Look, you have people commenting that they aren't seeing you live, man. Okay. Oh, for those of you listening, we're, if you don't follow us on the on the Hidden Gems Podcast Instagram account, we're we're gonna start doing or or try do live shows. How can I get on your show? Who is this guy? Oh, Puro Pinchigains. Yeah. Come on by and, and listen. So, as you can see here, it, it, this is video. We actually podcast in the van. This is the van. This is the van. This is the van. Right? This is the podcasting van. Right. So, okay. So, the people who listen to this are not understanding what we're doing right now. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that was my one gripe. And the other gripe was um, there is that scene where I forgot how he gets there, but he's underneath the table. Oh, he's got the jig on on Hans and then some guy comes with a machine gun and Bruce Wills is kind of like underneath the table and the guy's like shooting 
Oh, okay. Side to side. Yeah, that, okay, that part was a little silly. Yeah, and, I, and I was just want to just shoot through the table. He just did it. You know the gripe on this one that I've read, and I when I watch it back and I think, oh, okay, that was a little out of place, was where, oh, the limo driver is stuck in the... Oh, Argyle? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the, what, basement or yeah. something the whole time, the garage basement, and then he sees the truck of the terrorist's the terrorist truck that brought them in at the beginning and then there's a, like a little minivan inside the oh, truck yeah. and it wasn't there at the beginning you know so like how did that get there all of a sudden you know? correct yeah I've read about that that part was a little like uh, yeah how did... but, but, but that, we're nitpicking that, that's right? nitpicking we're I mean I, we're, nit, we're nitpicking <laughs> and, and honestly when the movie first started I really thought that was Huey Lewis one of the bad guys do you huh? think that who? The guy that, that stayed at the front desk, manning the front desk, from the bad guys. Uh -huh. You did not think that was Huey Lewis. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the guy at the front desk <laughs> in the movie, who's, right? Who's Huey Lewis, dude? Who's Huey Lewis? <laughs> you never caught that? That no. was Huey Lewis? Yeah. Huey Lewis in the news, a singer? I don't... Wow! I don't know... See? Oh. <coughs> you, wow. You know what I'm talking about. <coughs> okay. You well, got my ignorance right there. I do not. I need to look that up right now. He's I, from California, man. Wow, that's embarrassing. If, that, right. if, if that's something I should know and I don't know that, I You don't need to know it. Okay. Come on. Okay. So I thought it was Huey like, Lewis. And at the end like of the movie, I actually Mick... had to look it up and it wasn't Huey Lewis, but I thought it was Huey Lewis. Is that as bad as if like, you don't know Mick Jagger or something like that? That's not that bad. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You, can, you can get away without knowing Huey Lewis. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, great, great film. I love it. I must have watched this movie just as much as Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think, you know, over and over again. Yeah. Um,. I've seen this. Ah, so Miss Gina Box on Instagram said it did look like him. You see that? So I have confirmation that wow. he agrees with me. Thank you, Miss Gina Box on Instagram. <laughs> right? Thank you. Okay. I high five you. Uh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Right. Well, gosh, she's more well-rounded than I am on that. Okay. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's um, yeah. I don't know where I was going. Uh, no, I was saying, okay, yeah, you were saying, like, still a uh, hit that you've watched it when it comes on. Yeah, I've seen this movie 20-plus times. Right, right. 20-plus times. Uh, Doesn't get old. It's in my top five watch, most-watched movies by far. I mean, over 20 times. And, the you know, it's better than all the sequels. Oh, by far. Okay. In order, give me best-to-least diehard films. How would you put it? Best-to-least. Okay, best here it goes. Best-to-least, Ryan's diehard films. One... Two, four, three, five. Agreed. One, two, four, three, five. That's no question. That's how That's I no go. question. A lot of people yeah. like number three, but I didn't like number three. I didn't like number three. I thought number two is very well done. Two was definitely the second yeah. best, without question. Uh, four and three, you know, were both... That was a drop-off compared to one and two, but I, I liked four better than three. Yeah. So, yeah, one, two, four, three, and then the the fifth one is just... I pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. The, the fifth one doesn't exist. The fifth exist. one? That doesn't um, exist. I remember seeing it. I can't recall what it was about. I don't even remember who the bad guy was. It was terrible. Yeah, it was it, terrible. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, kinda like uh, Indiana Jones 5, 4. 
Oh, yeah. Crystal Skull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very you forgettable. Gotta pretend, you gotta Very, pretend it doesn't, yeah, that doesn't it exist. Yeah, does not exist. Some of them you just don't go back and watch again. Right. Yeah, I know. hear you. Yeah. Like The Godfathers. I told you that. You watch people that have The Godfathers, they watch one and two, and then you pretend the it third just, one does, it it just doesn't, doesn't exist. It's there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's... I don't know what else to say about this movie. Like I said, for everything stands. It's the best action movie. Performances uh, make it run smoothly. Uh, the performances were great. The pyrotechnics were great. The action setup was great. Everything was great. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, and this director too, man. Kudos to this guy, uh, John McTiernan. He has under his belt Die Hard, and also another of my top five action movies. He has the first Die Hard and Predator. Ooh. If you have Die Hard and Predator under your belt as a director, you don't need to do anything else. <laughs> you don't. You, you've made you, your mark. You don't yeah. need to do anything uh-huh. else. All the rest of yours could be duds after that if they want to. <laughs> Those are two of my top ten for sure. Die Hard and Predator. Awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I don't have anything else to say about Die Hard. Do you? No, I'm done. Oh, here, do you ever catch this at the very end of the movie? The very, very end. Very end. Very, very end. You got all the paper flying down from the explosion and stuff. I think they're trying to portray Christmas. You didn't get that? I didn't get that. I know you said what? Ho- her name's Holly. You Holly. Thought that, you thought that wasn't a coincidence? Yeah. yeah. You think that if, was if you listen to the soundtrack, they have little hints of like Christmas music. I know that. They had the yeah. Let It Snow song, yeah. dude. But no, no. But even like the... Listen to the movie again. Listen, I'm telling you right now, all the little subtle backgrounds of there's a little hint of like Christmas stuff. Um, okay, but well, I always like that. Okay. I like that end scene. He's, he's hugging Holly. Okay, here's here's why the, didn't he go to the hospital? Who? Our guy took him took him home the limousine. Okay, I don't know about that. Here's another part that I had a problem with, maybe okay. that I still think about sometimes. Why? What was up with the very end scene when Al shoots? the terrorist car or yeah carl he was like on a gurney he throws off the sheet off of him right and he has like a, the a machine, machine gun. gun with him right was he like strapped to the gurney with a machine gun how did he have a machine gun it's like he just rose up with a machine gun uh, yeah that that i was all <laughs> now how is he gonna be yeah able, you figure they frisk him like he's no he's like literally wheel being wheeled out with a machine gun yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that part. That's John McTiernan. Yeah, yeah, that's the only part where I remember when I first saw it, like how you were thinking those other things about some of those other things, those other scenes of the movie. That was the only scene where I was thinking, wow, that was a bizarre. <laughs> he just pops up <laughs> in the machine gun. But the rest of it, I, I, yeah, I mean, again, we're, we're nitpicking this too. But boy, yeah, I mean, you, I just can't find much wrong with the movie. The pacing was excellent too. There excellent. Was, was there any downtime? Did you feel uh, there was downtime? Were you ever bored? I was never bored. No. No. From the get-go, you knew it was going to be a good movie. From the get-go. I right. liked it. Uh, yeah. I recommend. I mean, th- I know this This is a, this was a big blockbuster, but this did come out in 1980. And it's funny. Again, same thing with Raiders of the Lost Ark. We, we ask people, hey, have we seen Die Hard? It just, it's just amazing that uh, that people haven't seen this movie. So if you haven't, this is a great, great movie. If you haven't seen the movie, well, we just ruined it for you. So watch this movie again and again. It's it's a fun movie, and and really look how the characters are, are developed, and and how you know uh, John McClane's character just gets from start to finish. He he makes it. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, um, I think so. What's the plan? And this is all I have for this next week. Uh, people that are tuning in. What are they to expect? Are we going back to like a hidden gems type of? Uh... Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. I mean, that is a fun format that that 
that we've been doing. We but need if you'd like to do some We need to get some input. To tell people to input what they want to hear. Okay. Yeah. From the one person watching <laughs> us right now or whomever is listening to us, input. Follow us on Instagram, Hidden Gems Podcast. And, and we're on Facebook, Hidden Gems Podcast as well. And give us an input as to do you like like these big blockbusters or do you like uh, those little hidden gems or would you like to, us to do some even some current movies? I mean, a big one just came out over the weekend, Star Wars Rogue One. Star that was huge. Everyone's huge. watched Star Wars I know, Rogue One. I know. To death. To death. So, anyway. Okay. All right, we're done. Uh, I'm Ryan signing off. Yeah, booby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. No.